You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown, and through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. I think Vince McMahon really thought he was like 12 feet tall. If you told him, like, hey, Vince, how tall are you? He's like, I'm 12 feet tall. <laughs> okay. He's the most interesting human of all time. Just, God, he's, like, he's like 10 insane people at once. Like Chris Jericho is like, yeah, we were flying to some town, and he had a meeting at 7 a.m., and we landed at 4, and he's like, all right, I'll see you at the gym. <laughs> he's like, no, you won't. I'm going to bed. And, like, Jericho wakes up, and he's got selfies from this 79-year-old man flexing at the gym at 6 a.m. before he goes to meetings all day. Like, And this, there's just, like, millions of stories. Or, like, what's the one him, like, uh, some flight, him and Kurt Angle. He's like, all right, Kurt, let's wrestle. I'm going to beat you at actual wrestling. <laughs> and Kurt Angle's a fucking gold medalist. <laughs> But he's still like, he's still like, oh my god, this is exhausting. <laughs> yeah, there are a lot of stories of Vince trying to do things and getting grievously injured or embarrassed, and never doing it again. Like when he tried to work out with Mark Henry, and he said, "Hey, Mark, you need to do these reps like me, but at that weight." Because Mark Henry would do five reps, because Mark Henry was a weightlifter and he wasn't stupid. Yeah. And he wasn't trying to look like Vince did on steroids and do like, you know, you got to do 10 sets of 10 on everything. So he tried to work out with Mark Henry at those weights and keep up. And then he tried to do the Vince workout. And Mark Henry was like playing along like, oh, boy, boss, you're wearing me out. <laughs> Mark, Henry, Mark Henry was the champion in all three disciplines, all three major disciplines of weightlifting. He's one of the greatest lifters of all time. Mm-hmm. There is no beating him. Like, that's a genetic freak. And Vince is like, I'm going to smoke this guy. Put him in the ground. And then the next day, Vince called Mark Henry and goes, I believe I made a mistake. (laughs) 
in attempting to keep up with you. <laughs> well, <laughs> because the, he did. He did. He did like go shot for shot with Mark Henry. And then the next day, Vince was like, I want to die. <laughs> he's, he's clearly a psychopath because the whole reason he hired Mark Henry was because he was the world's strongest man. Right. Like he knew all. Like he knew that no one could do what he did. When that was the whole Except reason he me. hired him. Yeah. It's like, but I could. I could. Uh, I think I could kick his ass. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna study his. I'm gonna study his physique. I'm gonna. I'm gonna copy it, and then I'm gonna better it. That's what I'm gonna do. <laughs> At the age of sixty-six, <laughs> Vince, Vince was like. Vince was like sixty, and he's like, you know who needs to go in the ring? Is a major character. Me. Me. <laughs> me. Damn it. Me the whole time. <laughs> it, 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 here's the fucking thing he wasn't wrong <laughs> he, he's the greatest heel of all time that's yes. the fucked he's, up thing he's no, literally one of the best characters of, of all time and it's him <laughs> <laughs> it was me austin you're like i think he really believes this your mother 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 To the Shutdown Fullcast, you are listening to the internet's only college football podcast. If you want another one, congratulations. We've taken away all the inferior choices and left you with only us. And also apologies. Apologies for that. We really should have given you another choice. But you know what? It's too late to dwell in the past. We have to move forward. That's what we have to do. We have to plan for next year. Right? And we have to do that tonight with... With a very focused crew. And by focused, I mean there's there's only three of us. We have my usual co-host, Jason Kirk, in beautiful Kennesaw, Georgia. Hi, Jason. How's Kennesaw? Uh, dark outside. I am um, right now here in NFL Draft Week uh, learning about uh, 10 hours ago that it is NFL Draft Week. Looking at my first mock draft. <laughs> true true the, Falcons fan. <laughs> dude, true. oh my fucking God. <laughs> So like literally how I, 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 this morning I pull up my phone and like, you know, first thing you do is I have to find a look at fucking Twitter for literally first tweet I see is like Julio Jones trade rumors. Like, God damn it. Every fucking year, Julio Jones trade rumors. And this time it's like, I don't know how we're going to field a team if we don't trade him. So, you know, cool. We had what? 10 years of Julio Jones with nothing to show for it. Now trade him for the draft picks. We traded for him in the first place fine whatever so so that's exciting i'm like oh 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 okay it's draft week all right gear up gear up for draft week gear gear up for draft week what are the falcons doing we're trading down trading trading, down so so it's the falcons are very exciting this year (laughs) not only are you trading possibly trading julio jones just so you can you like uh arrive at week one there's also like do you draft one of the numerous quarterbacks if justin fields is there at four do you draft him and set him for a year or two or i don't know um because you're all you know you're paying matt ryan uh, one uh, trillion dollars per year um do you do you try and trade Matt Ryan at some point? Is there anyone out there who tra- like? There's a lot going on. Or do you or do you just pick Kyle Pitts? Do you just pick Kyle Pitts? I am a draft expert, as you know, having made at least two appearances. 
as somebody talking about college football prospects in the pro context, which as we know, I'm really great at because my track record is impeccable. Johnny where Manziel, did, where, all pro. Where, where did you make these appearances? Uh, I did these on ESPN's uh, ESPN's podcasts uh, with Mina Kimes. Oh, okay. A cer- certified draft expert. So um, I know at least 10 players. I know wow. at least 10 players' names mm-hmm. and can tell you what they're like. Uh, by the way, main appearance there. You can go ahead and listen to it. It's on the Mina Kimes show. You can go, go and go get, get you an earful on that. Also, by the way, tomorrow, just in terms of, of – you know, pimping other appearances. I'm going to be on with the immortal Tyler. I am. I am. I am so geeked about this. I get to do his show tomorrow. So uh, hopefully we can talk about our favorite thing, two favorite things, Kentucky football and ham. It's really the same subject when you get to it. We do have somebody else tonight to help us pick up the slack because um, if we're going to be talking about draft, about planning for next year, we're going to be, uh, why did I lapse into Vince McMahon there? (laughs) Yeah, our, I don't know if we have a cold open or not, but basically we uh, pretended to be Vince McMahon for a solid five minutes before pressing record. So we'll see if that made it onto this episode. Yeah, we, we have uh, we have the immortal Michael Michael Server, our producer, stepping in tonight because uh, we have Holly and Ryan are out this week um, for very good reasons. They've been arrested, um, federal charges for different exciting. stuff. Yeah, no, they've just been busy. It's a okay. coincidence. No, yeah. no, no, Rico here. No, Rico. No, <laughs> no. Um, but they, uh, they are out. So we have somebody who, I mean, he can pull the slack of like three people by himself. Michael Serber, how are we doing? Well, like most of our listeners who have no choice, neither do I. And I'm here. Let's That's talk draft. Spirit. That's the spirit. It's perfect, man. That's perfect. By the way, we were talking Vince McMahon stories. If you've not ever read it. You should check out Alan Cheapshot's Immortal Thread on Twitter, which I think should be converted into a <laughs> book, audio book, server. <laughs> I've shared it in our relative, in our relatively secure shared workspace. Okay, if you would like to go ahead, you'll notice it as the Twitter thread that starts with an extremely deranged-looking picture of Vince McMahon. Just to start, Vince McMahon, the CEO of WWE. <laughs> Late the WWF uh, certified crazy person. Uh, in this thread, you will discover such gems as Vince hates sneezing, and he yells at them, yells at people who sneeze, and tells them to control themselves. And um, also, uh, Vince one time went bowling with an NBC exec, and he didn't like the exec, and they were wearing bowling shoes. Vince sneaked off, got the guy's real shoes from behind the counter threw the shoes in the garbage and left. And the guy had no idea where his shoes were. He had to go home. Vince told him later, that's what you get, pal. And the guy wrote a book and said Vince McMahon was the biggest jerk he'd ever met in real life. Just peruse those, you know. Do you have the um, the handle of the person who compiled the thread so that the I do, I do. The reader at, at home? At Allen, A-L-L-A-N underscore cheap shot. Cheap shot. Allen, cheap underscore cheap shot alan with an a in the middle a l l a n yeah yeah that as uh vince vince also said that vince got wasted at a strip club and let the heart foundation hit their finisher on him and they hit him really hard (laughs) there's like 400 of these it's beautiful he's the craziest person 
who's ever walked this earth. Jason, you have your hands on a mock draft. I understand you have not looked at a mock draft um, before this week, just like the Falcons management. Uh, our old management, I think our new management has actually, like, um, at very least, um, looked up players like the old man, the Thomas Dimitrov management, who was like, I didn't feel he was, he was a, he was a GM who sort of transcended, like, 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 I don't think the average sports fan could name, like, most NFL general managers, right? No. But, like, Dimitrov, he was enough of a weirdo that I think people know him and remember him. Weird hair, weird personality, weird glasses, weird ideas, weird decisions. Um, and th- the thing with his drafts every year was, like, he would just fuck up linemen so bad. He was just horrible at picking linemen. Um so the new regime, I at least have the confidence that they are like they are aware of the jobs that linemen are supposed to do. So I'm feeling a lot better than I have in a long time. This but is very yes, bad. I, by I have it's, a it's, I have a mock draft in front of me. It's very bad, by the way, if you can't pick out linemen because it's kind of like going to the grocery store and not understanding um, carbohydrates. It's just <laughs> you're like, what? My my organization's so skinny, so fit and so skinny. We get pushed around all the time. I think yeah. it's like going to the grocery store and not knowing that you need a cart. Like you're There's you're trying too. you're you're trying to buy two hundred dollars worth of groceries by the arm load. <laughs> Ready to go. I got Julio Jones and five bags of bananas. Let's roll. Um, so we're gonna go through this. You you've not looked at any. These are going to be a complete surprise to you. Um, also, I think we can both be frank. Our observation levels our, our awareness levels, like if we were a video game character, our awareness levels for the last season of college football, perhaps lower than they have been in recent history. I think we took a nerf. We took a significant nerf at, on awareness. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's, yeah. We, we might be down 10 points. Maybe so I, um, I Googled 2021 NFL mock draft um, and then let the, let the SEO decide. I'm looking at CBS Sports' latest uh, where, Spencer, uh, number one, to the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars, we have Trevor Lawrence of Clemson. I, I, I knew that one was coming. Okay, so no surprises okay. so far. I'm good so far. That's good. Um, do you know who is? Do you know who his off, his offensive coordinator is going to be? At, at the Jacksonville, um, uh-huh. <laughs> one of Urban Meyer's friends. I know that much. Daryl Bevel. Uh, okay, Daryl yeah. Bevel. You yeah. remember when the Seahawks passed instead of running <laughs> in the Super Bowl? <laughs> Daryl. Sure. I. I. I Daryl Bevel. That was his most defensible choice. Well, literally defensible, but I, I think that choice was fine. But mm-hmm, I get fine. the other jokes about him in general. Um, mm-hmm. Do you, no, I'm going to get to the college part. You know who his quarterback coach is going to be? Uh, at Jacksonville? Um, is it the uh, – Is it? it's not Scott Loeffler. Worse. <laughs> Worse. <laughs> Worse. Worse. Yeah. Okay. Brian Schottenheimer. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. He's just, just listen, don't buy a Trevor Lawrence Jaguars jersey. Just wait till he goes to the good team. Because so this where is he'll like be in three or four years. This is every coach Seattle hates fleeing the country to the opposite mm-hmm. side where Urban Meyer is like, oh, people want to work for me? Yeah, to anti Seattle, to the, to the bizarro version of Seattle, where they don't mm. throw fish. They they throw like a, a mountain lion. Fish There's no mountains. <laughs> yeah, what, yeah. what what is the mask? What is what does the mascot do? 
in Seattle. He just sits there and he chills. What does he do in Jacksonville? Jumps off light towers. Right? Yeah. Sets himself on fire. Jackson DeVille. Oh, you have a beautiful urbane metropolis by the cold Pacific filled with coffee houses and institutional wealth in the form of revolutionary tech companies. Then in Jacksonville, you just flip all that. Just everything that Seattle is, just flip it. Flip it. Can you imagine Frazier set in Jacksonville? <laughs> yeah, I got a problem, Doc. <laughs> I got a raccoon. He's uh he's stuck in my mailbox. Doesn't I think like I think Frazier set in Jacksonville would just be money playing. Yeah. <laughs> you want to see a dude fucking an alligator? Jacksonville Jaguars. <laughs> Jacksonville's got it. Jacksonville's money Jack. Duval. Duval. <laughs> um uh, pick number two, round one. The New York Jets are picking number two. That's crazy. That never happens. Well, this will surely be the pick that will keep them from selecting in the top mm -hmm. two for many years to come. Uh, Zach Wilson of BYU ahead of Justin Fields. Uh, this seems to be the – I mean, I don't know. It, it feels like Zach Wilson at two is sort of the uh, sort of the consensus. And that's – okay. Okay. How'd that happen? <laughs> no, I mean, really, how'd that happen? Ah. <laughs> uh, so one person I saw was saying, like, hey, he's kind of a Patrick Mahomes type. And it's like, is that a type? Is that really a type? <laughs> That's that. <it>? Yeah. <laughs> he's kind of a Superman type. You're like, he's yo, whoa, <laughs> yo. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's characters like Superman, but I don't yeah, know. Yeah. There's, there's only one guy in the blue suit, right? Yeah. And that that's Patrick Mahomes. This is not, when you say Zach Wilson at BYU, at any point watching Zach Wilson at BYU, did you think in your head, oh, that reminds me of Patrick Mahomes. Did you? I can't say that I did. I mean, no, I, me it, it was like, oh, this is pretty wild and fun, you know. And if you, it, you know, uh, if you said round two, I'd say, hell yeah. Say pick two, I say, well, I'm not the one doing the pick, so you got have another fun. question. Got another question for you, by the way. How's it going for people who passed over Justin Fields for another quarterback? <laughs> <laughs> really good so far. It's great. No, really complaints. good. <laughs> That's a thing that has worked out for uh, Clemson. And that's it. And not anybody else, such as Georgia. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just just um, wanna wanna go wanna go ahead and say that if that should move New York Jets, you just curvied yourself. But we all knew you would anyway. Actually it it worked out for Clemson uh once because Justin Fields of course finished with the upper hand. Um the next pick uh, the San Francisco 49ers picking number three because their head coach sucks. Um he uh it, it, they have him, they have him taking Justin Fields. Uh there is some talk of Fields slipping to 4. I know that because my team picks 4, but Fields to the Niners. Guess we're giving up on Jimmy G. If yeah, remember today Kyle Shanahan was asked about that and said, "Hey, I don't even know if we're all going to be alive <laughs> by Saturday." <laughs> do you just want to just say like how dramatically do you want to say we're cutting him? <laughs> we're cutting him we're trading I mean, him i think the thing is like he's so handsome how could you say we're gonna we're gonna cut him you know just, oh damn that man damn that man is handsome too look at his face um God. number four you're you're in my atlanta falcons um we have here according to cbs a merger of our beloved franchises because we have the falcons selecting kyle pitts of the florida gators that would make everyone happy right not me, because I'm ambivalent. Um, remember, I'm I'm aware of the Falcons. I yeah, I proudly but promote. You, I proudly promote 
awareness of the Falcons. You would like I want to you to be. You would like to be aware of Kyle Pitts every Sunday. I want you to be happy. Thank you. And I, and I want all my Falcons friends who are uh, foolish enough here. I want them to be happy, even though I think your habits are very stupid. <laughs> I still want you to, like you really should have just given up on this team. 30 years ago and there's been 30 years of additional evidence that you should have given up and yet you continue to put the needle into your arm so That's like right. watching us watching the setting sun of a junkie disappear over the horizon i have to love you even though i know you're all doomed so right? what i'm saying is we the people who are here for your entertainment become more entertaining if we have a kyle pitts and because you will always get the Fox Southeastern game. You will get to see more mm -hmm. Kyle Pitts. Alternately, what if I want Kyle Pitts to have a good life and win a Super Bowl? <laughs> well, I mean, a, I'm not so, lying. so let's say he falls to, all right, all right, let's say he falls to the Bengals. You feeling better? The Dolphins, the Lions, huh? The Broncos. This is the best mm. he's got. This is the best chance he's got. It's grim. It's real grim. <laughs> that's how bad I, it is. I kind of hope the 49ers trade up for him. Like, that's really where I'm like, I hope that would be the move. Because I'm pretty sure that looking at Kyle Pitts, Kyle Shanahan would see Julio too. And just take it and go, yeah, I'll just, that would be my ideal outcome. Because I feel like they can win things. None of these other teams have any hope whatsoever. None. You could give, like, <laughs> I think we have evidence, by the way. You could Actually, give Say he falls to the Dolphins. Like, they're not picking here because they're bad. They're picking here because of the Houston, Texas gave them all their picks. So so we'll hope for Kyle Pitts to stay in the state of Florida and fall to the Dolphins. There we go. That that would be fine. And if he's in Atlanta, you know, there's worse things than being Julio 2. Or, hey, there's worse things than being Roddy White. <laughs> well, you know, it's going to be Julio fine. 1 once we trade Julio to the that's true. Ravens or whatever. <laughs> Kyle, because I'm pretty sure of all the people in the top 10, who who do I know will be really, really good? I think Kyle Pitts will be really, really good because I saw him do things on a football field. I've seen maybe two or three other receivers in my life do. And um, all the measurables came up too. Like, it's not like, wow, that guy did all that stuff. And then he went and he ran like a 4.8. Sometimes that happens with receivers. In college, you go, wow, he's just bigger than everybody else. And they go to the pros and they're like, really slow. Yeah, no. Kyle Pitts is very, very strong and very, very fast. I, f uh, I have no doubt he's going to be wildly <laughs> successful until somebody in the NFL decides to turn his knee into spaghetti, which is what happens with talent in the NFL. They, it just gets beaten down. But it's going to be a great five or six years, and hopefully he gets a couple of large contracts before that happens. Let me skip ahead to um, the next quarterback, Trey Lance of North Dakota State at number nine to the Broncos. Trey Lance, of course, who has played like three college games, but they're all mm -hmm. really great. His uh, per perfect freshman season the greatest season of fcs passing at least since steve mcnair and then his last season was one game where he perfect though like well he threw, an, he threw an interception completely yeah, ruining but, his coolest stat but uh he he's not incredibly tall so i don't know why john elway would select him but he's also better than drew Locke. so he's good yeah i was gonna say femur extensions that's what he's gonna get to denver and they'll be like we're gonna give you new femurs I mean, we'll six, build them four. in. Make you taller. Six four. That's tall, but it's, it's not tall enough. Tall. Six nine. <laughs> John Elway, Vince McMahon. Is that what we're discovering here? That's what. Yeah. <laughs> John, John Elway just looking at every tall, like just goes to Nuggets games, and he's like, which one of them can throw a spiral? <laughs>
Tall, meaty men slapping meat. Tall, meaty men slapping meat. <laughs> what? None of your 5'11 classics? <laughs> None of your Russell Wilsons? <laughs> get, this, get this Eddie Guerrero cruiserweight stuff out of here. Yeah, no. No Rey Mysterios. No. I want big men with big chests. <laughs> throwing meat. Um, um, who, who is at, next? At, uh, at, at pick 15, the next quarterback. Mac Jones of Alabama to the New England Patriots, which... Mac Jones replacing Cam Newton. It's just a weird sentence, but that could, that could be wrong. And it feels like there's a Mac Jones backlash, a Maclash, so to speak. Like uh, it, it feels like the internet has decided Mac Jones is suddenly wildly overrated, which is kind of weird. <clears throat> like he was fucking awesome um, for his, you know, one-ish season. Um, and I mean, I don't know if we're fine with Zach Wilson at two. What's the problem with Mac Jones anywhere around that area? I don't know. Is, is no he one the knows sunny, anything. Is he the Sonny Cumbie of Alabama quarterbacks, though? With those numbers? Maybe? I don't know. Like We have to start talking about this. And it's my favorite reversal of a trope in recent memory when it comes to football. But we have to kind of start talking about our Alabama quarterback system quarterbacks. <laughs> is this a system quarterback kind of thing here? Because, because I, I mean, this is incredibly premature, and I want everybody to be real clear. I'm walking this out, this absurd argument, all the way out on a limb, mostly for comic effect. But with everyone saying Tua is a bust, which is my favorite thing, one season in the NFL at the hardest position that people are going, oh, that guy's a bust. Now you gotta, you gotta can it. You gotta just, you gotta lock it up, get it out of here. We don't want it. Okay. That's crazy. Yeah, no, it's nuts. So <laughs> with Mac Jones, I felt pretty good about saying that this was all nonsense and saying that it was ridiculous. And then you see people, uh, you see who's caping for him and saying, he's, oh, that's, a, that's a good pick. You start to feel very uneasy being on that side of the fence when Albert Breer is just openly disgorging the sewage in some scouts' heads into your Twitter feed about how great Mac Jones is. You go... I don't, I don't know about that. I don't know about that. You start to feel a little uneasy being on the side of institutional scouting saying, oh, no, Mac Jones, that's a can't miss. Oh, boy. I might be I might be on the wrong team. I think if, if, anybody, if who says, if anybody who says Trevor Lawrence is a can't miss, I'm out on. If we're talking can't miss, I'm not listening. Uh, Rondale I mean, Moore, number 29, our, the, the tiny Purdue wide receiver to Green Bay Packers. We love that. Oh, please. What, can I, can I just get Aaron Rodgers throwing you, like, swing passes all day? <laughs> what are we yeah. doing? What are we doing drafting Aaron Rodgers' good, good weapons? What's that about? He's supposed, <laughs> to be, he's supposed to be mad all the time. <laughs> and we're supposed to give him a fullback. <laughs> Here, we bought, we bought you a fullback for Christmas. The underwear. <laughs> of draft day gifts right here we got you socks aka a guard aren't you happy who we got next uh oh gosh i mean i'm really 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 jumping around here um okay yeah that i mean i jumped all the way to pick 29 there but yeah hop, an hop another back. another gator another gator Kadarius tony at number 32 to the bucks there you go that mean that would be fine because um it's not like the bucks aren't going to do anything for a couple of years anyway. They're out of the management of the Glazers, so they're like, I want a Super Bowl! Ten years off. Just take ten years off. I don't know. I don't know if that works with the with Brady around, though. Like, how are you going to tell him to shut it down? He's insane. 
That's true. And, and also, really, what, though I would point this out, what kind of an environment do we have in Tampa in terms of demanding excellence? People there might have forgotten they had a football team two days after the Super Bowl. <laughs> they really did. It's Who a won last year? <laughs> it's a, dude, I mean, that's not an exaggeration. It's a goldfish's life down there. It really is. I'm just imagining a Bucks fan if they lose week one, like, move the fucking franchise. We're never going to win a goddamn thing. You, you won the, huh? <laughs> we what? I guarantee you half the people, half the people in Tampa in game one are going to be like, oh, man, Brady, still playing. Okay, cool. <laughs> we got Tom Brady? This is sick. That's awesome. When did that happen? We should get Gronk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Remember, Tampa's like dumb San Diego, and that says a lot. <laughs> Nobody's remembering anything down there. So, like, they'll be like, oh, we won the Super Bowl. We won the Super Bowl. There's going to be, like, two parties. Once when you actually win the Super Bowl, and two when you remember it six months later. Like, uh, awesome. yeah, Dumb and Dumber, when they discover that we've landed on the moon. That's that's walking no into Raymond James and seeing the Super Bowl banner every single week. No way. And then, of course, if you get a Tampa Bay fan, if a Tampa Bay fan is listening to this and they're mad, I'm just going to distract you. Hey, wasn't Mike Allstott awesome? Oh, yeah, bro. That's it. There. You're, you're gone for like an hour. Hit the big shoulder pads and shit. Sick. It's great. So sick. So fucking sick. Uh, go back. Go back. We, we, you walk down to about the eight pick. All right. Sure. Did you get a scent? Uh, walk walk us through a couple more of those. I want to see if you even if you've even heard of these guys. Not I mean, to put you so, on the spot. So as I'm but glancing, just to sympathize. <laughs> as yeah. I'm glancing through, it's like, oh yes, these college football players, right? Um, yeah. Penny Sewell, Oregon lineman to the Bengals. Jamar Chase, LSU receiver to the Dolphins. Rashawn Slater, Northwestern lineman to the Lions. J.C. Horn, South Carolina cornerback to the Panthers. Patrick Sertain, Junior the second to the Cowboys, Devontae Smith, wide receiver, Alabama, to the Giants. Boy, that's that's a fun pick at 11. That's pretty nice, right? No yeah, big yeah, deal. Yeah. Maybe the best college receiver, uh, at least like a top three-ish college receiver all time at number 11. That's pretty nice. You take a really... Duke quarterback and pair him with Devontae <laughs> Smith, you go 8-8 eight and, eight and you win the NFC East every year. <laughs> that's true. Can the I... bar is not that high. Is this is this like the ultimate Duke grad move though? Because they'll be like, "Man, Daniel Jones has improved so much this year." While Devontae Smith is like catching passes in triple coverage and like getting open against the best talent in the world and taking his 165 pound frame and laying it on the line every down. And everyone in New York is going to go, "Daniel Jones, man, he's the man. He's really well, come through this year." I think Devontae Smith will be so open because Daniel Jones, uh, Daniel, he's a he's such a dual threat. His his legs, he's gonna run Devontae Smith open. That's it. It's his mobility, really, right? It's a yeah. sneaky athleticism that lets the otherwise average receivers get open. Meanwhile, Devontae Smith is gonna be doing like quadruple moves. Uh we got right. Najee Najee Harris, uh Alabama running back at eighteen to the Dolphins. That's fun. The Dolphins are fun now. Micah Parsons, Penn State linebacker to the Washington football franchise. Um how by the way, how far down do we have to go to get a big dude off the defensive side of the ball? We had to go. We had to go down a while. Like there's Penny Sewell, but then after that, it's like, where do you get anybody who's like over two twenty? It's not a strong D lineman class. Like there's a lot of those. Mm -mm. Um, it, it's some years. Like some years are like, wow, this is the D lineman class. 
But like, if you're looking for not an edge, but like a big ass D lineman, you're going to for, you know for Christian Barmore from guess the school, Alabama, and he's like a, even then though, even then though, he's down like, there. Even then, he's down there. Did you at any point this year? Did you go? Hey, you know who I'm scared of? Christian Barmore. Maybe toward no. the end of the season. Well, I didn't watch Alabama's defense really because you know you, you watch an Alabama game to see high flying points scored. That you know that thing we've said for years. So yeah. like, who gives a shit about Alabama's defense? I'm just here to watch them chuck the ball around like Alabama does. Nick Saban, who is 69 years old, uh, he did a thing with the Louisiana high school coaches, like a conference call that you'll see cut up on Twitter and cited like little video clips and shit. I'm amazed at how angry and how pissed off he looks all the time. Even talking about things that are good. Like he just cannot, he's 69 years old and the dude is still completely locked in to things that have irritated him his entire life. He was talking about, um, how to it was one particular coverage or it was talking ripples and pattern matching right oh yeah that's like literally his favorite subject his favorite topic right Uh, he's talking about he was talking about how when he was with the browns he's he's going yeah you know these guys are just throwing this thing and they're throwing it on us all day every down they're just throwing (laughs) it we can't defend it and you can tell he is tasting the anger like he just pulled it out of the fridge He's like mad about some so, AFC North game from 1993. He's, he's infuriated. He's like, they just keep like it was, the specific pattern. By the way, he was talking about was was you get the X receiver going vertical, and then you take the slot receiver and you break it on and out. And he's like, and they just threw that on us all day. And his hand is hitting the table. Like he is <laughs> irritated. Like he is freshly irritated by this now 31 year old memory of a team passing on them at will three decades ago the fucking and he- houston oilers lighting our asses up <laughs> <laughs> and he's heated he's still <laughs> mad still mad about it he's talking about positive player development about how to get drafted and to be like to be an and not a but that's the clip you'll see <laughs> uh-huh. right to be an and you know like you want to you want to say an and like you know he did this and he's a great student and he's a great guy you don't want to be the guy who says you know um, you don't want to be the guy who comes in and everybody says, well, he's a great talent, but he does this, but he's got an assault charge, but he ate a baby, but he, you know, like <laughs> they, uh-huh. and, and he's getting, that's like, he's trying to talk about the positive, but you can tell the only thing he's hearing in his head is the, butt, right? The only thing he's hearing in his head is this dumbass I knew once couldn't get himself together to be a good player and all of you are going to be great players and do wonderful things with your life and have happiness and all of the things that my voice can't adequately convey because all i feel is anger and misery like that's all like he just he cannot get off the fact that he gets so pissed at failure it poisons the rest of the sentence as it comes out of his mouth it's so inspiring do you think nick saban thinks of himself as a butt like yeah, he's. Oh yeah, he's, no, he's, I have he's, no he's, doubt. He's won some stuff in college football, but he couldn't fucking stop a fucking slant route in 1995. <laughs> I guarantee, if you say the name Chad Kelly, he'll be like, "Well, uh, there, there you go." Uh, There's a fucking just... hand who turned me into a butt. <laughs> Chad Kelly pops his head up. Someone talking about butts. Someone butts? say butt. Let's go. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, I mean, you can, like he just gets like I, you can get that dude revved up so fast 
what's it like to be set on hair trigger all the time? I think uh, so. Uh, John Elway is Vince McMahon. Nick Saban is also Vince McMahon. <laughs> I mean, Vince experiences some glee in his malice, though. I feel like Nick. It's always like it's just burning him up. You know, like he's yeah. just got to go. I know he barely sleeps, but at one point when he lays down, he's just got to think like, oh, God, I was really hard on me today. That's so hard on me. Got to go to the lake for like 10 minutes, and then I'll recharge for six months of anger. Just an incredibly calibrated uh, I human being. I wasn't hard enough on myself today. That was, that was my failure today. <laughs> like, like I, What a mutant. What a magnificent human being. What a specimen. <laughs> What a blessing for us to enjoy his misery for us every year. <laughs> Just looks so tortured out there. You're like, that dude is the greatest to ever do this job. That's the greatest coach who ever lived, who decided to coach college football, right? Like, that's the best at it. Yeah. That dude's better than Bear Bryant. He's better than Joe Paterno. I think he'd wax either of those dudes head to head in almost any situation. And when he goes to sleep, he's probably thinking, he's like, dad hated that. Dad hated the day. <laughs> I'm going to be working at the fucking gas station if I don't wake up five minutes earlier tomorrow. <laughs> I'm just going to be washing that car forever. Oh, God. Miss Terry's going to fire me. Miss Terry's going to replace me with Dabo. <laughs> I guarantee you that man's going to die and he'll be like, ah, oh, I finally lost the gig. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God I don't have to fucking win anymore. Oh, God fired me feel so bad why don't you just send me to hell i don't want to get the evaluation i don't want to watch the tape <laughs> you know like defending your life like what hell for nick saban the albert brooks movie defending your life where you watch a tape of your life you watch like highlights like it's film nick saban the mixed blessing of that like okay nick we're gonna review your whole life with the tape and he's like oh no oh yes oh yeah. no oh god no don't make me watch film <laughs> You see here, God circling with the pointer, right? Yeah, it's like it's like he's it's it like usually in in this setup, God's like, all right, we're gonna skip ahead to you know, uh, <clears throat> you you weren't you know like a really you weren't forming memories until like three or four, or so we're gonna skip ahead, skip ahead, skip ahead. You know, uh, Nick's like, hang on, roll that, run that back. That first fucking day, I, I why why are my eyes closed? Get the head on a fucking swivel. Little piece of shit. Get your fucking eyes open. God's like, hey, 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 whoa, whoa. Whoa, whoa. Be easy, Nick. Be easy. No, look, my hips are in the wrong place. God. <laughs> no wonder I got fucking ran over sophomore year. <laughs> See, I should have been taller here. God's like, that's not possible. That's that not was my I, call, sir. Yeah. No, I mean, you want to do my job? Yeah. Get out of my chair. Here, look at this. <laughs> look at this. Toledo. Look at this shit. What is it? What is Toledo? Why am I there? What is it even? Why'd you make it? See, I should have been more emotionally open with my father because that's what winners do. <laughs> but I didn't. Instead, and his hand just starts to hit the table as he's talking about this, right? Every time he does it, God flinches. <laughs> like, I will love that dude forever. Everyone else pretends they're normal. I mean, like, 95% of them are like, oh, no, I'm totally normal. Meanwhile, they're like, I would sell a child to win the division, much less the conference, you know? Nick's like, well, we got to do what we got to do, and I don't know, just sell the kid. Just sell the kid. It'll win the conference. Just sell a baby. 
what we have to do. Roll Tide. God, I'm a failure. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna go fucking zero and twelve next year unless I wake up an hour 12. earlier. They beat they beat everyone by forty points, and he's like, "Well, in the third quarter, we just couldn't get off the field. <laughs> we let them have what seven play. What was it? You guys, y'all count, y'all count." We don't, you know, like we're just we're trying to win a game, and y'all just keep counting and feeding poison to everyone, just less telling us I, how I, good we are. I guess I, I just I just don't fucking care enough. I I, I, like, <laughs> I think that's their problem. I don't give a shit anymore. All right. <laughs> Meanwhile, he watched he watched like forty hours of film on Georgia Southern <laughs> in a day. In yeah, day. That, that day, right? It's like, there's only 24 hours. Not if you do it right. Coach, you're not do playing you them until 2026. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to do it right or not? Okay, I need answers. <laughs> table hit, table hit, table hit. Oh, love that, man. So that's why half the first round is Alabama. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's why. On offense. On offense. Yeah. Like Nick Saban. The side of the ball he hates. Yeah. <laughs> The, the shit that he doesn't want to do well, he does better than everybody else. Sick. Absolutely <laughs> sick. Um, we wanted to... Uh, we're going to do a bit of an experiment here because um, I've had a concept for a long time called Combat Karaoke, which I think we can weaponize into its own kind of draft because I've often thought of karaoke as offense and defense. That with karaoke, you're usually playing offense and that you want to sing a song that you enjoy, but that everyone else either really enjoys or hates so much that it's pleasurable, right? But there's also the idea of, what if I could make somebody sing karaoke? I could give them a song where they'd look really good and it'd be fun. Or I can give them a song where it would be the most awkward, painful, and intolerable thing that anyone has ever experienced, because that can happen too. Yeah, because well, that's a little fun. bit, of, but but that requires a little bit of investment, right? We have to plan ahead. We have to set aside some time to really look through the prospectus and and see well what our assets are, right, Jason? We have to say wow. what 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 are what are our strengths, right? And how can we build on them? Yeah. Um. So if you're going to the karaoke bar, you're gonna need some money, probably. Mm -hmm. Um. Or you might you might win some money. You never know. Yeah. And what you should do with money is you should try to invest it. What that is, is that's known as when you don't spend it. <clears throat> so ideally, you have money that you haven't spent. If you don't, then I hope you acquire some. Um, at some point, once you have some money that you do not need to spend, what I think you should consider is going to acorns.com slash fullcast, because what you can do is you can download their app, and you can get a $5 starter boost on investing money in stuff. What kind of stuff? The market. How it works is little bits of money, even every time you buy stuff, it goes from your pile of money into your investment pile of money. And from there, market stuff happens. My line continues to go up. My retirement age is still, well, it's still older than 83, which is high as it goes. But any day now, we will start to shrink that down. Surely I will be retiring um, at, yeah, gosh, 82, who knows? Uh, Acorns.com slash fullcast. It's an easy way to invest, and I feel like I have a 401k, which is uh, one of the most exciting things about having a job. You don't really think about that, you know, until you look up. You're like, man, I wish I had a place where just 
a little bit of money goes to this place and the line goes up a little bit and I don't ever have to think about it. And now I do at Acorns. No, line go up. You can also, by the way, at Acorns, I have I have leveled up. I thought I was I thought I was pretty well established as a member of the Acorns family. And then I got something new. Oh no, I activated my weighty metal debit card this week. And friends, let me tell you. Spending feels better when you do it on a card that weighs a good three pounds. I don't know what they made it of. It's like some sort of unobtainium. But when you when you lay it down, oh yeah. You feel the weight of high finance in your pocket <laughs> coming down on your side when you spend with the Acorns card. Um, additionally, I'm on the family plan, so I have been investing for my sons. As you well know, one of my sons... The younger one has been uh, embezzling, and I have to say, this week, this week somehow his fund diverged another dollar. So another dollar siphoned out of the fund <laughs> by my wily younger son, who is now eleven dollars behind his older brother. He can he can catch up, or who knows? Maybe he's making shady crypto investments with that money that he's siphoning away, and he's richer than us all. Who knows? I know that it's easy and it's it's the simplest thing in the world to go ahead, sign up, acorns.com, not acon.com, as Jason almost said, which, again, another fascinating idea for a finance huh. site. Yeah. Acon, didn't he, like, try to buy a country or something like that? Am I making that up? He did. He I did think something Akon, like that. I think Acon had some, like, cocaine dreams level grandeur about what Acon sure. could be at one point, which kudos to him. If you don't believe, who who is right? But yeah, um, I, I think I think that Acon at this point could probably use some Acorns.com in his life, which is no slam on Acon. We all could. Sure. Sure. Yeah, I, I, that was a very refreshing update. Yeah. Should I we also do a, um, a home field apparel ad? I, I think so, since we're talking about things that are refreshing, and I want you to know that. Homefield Apparel, in addition to being the most comfortable, stylish, and uh, just warm, positive collegiate apparel that you can buy, they like to refresh their brands from time to time. They like to make sure that you're not just buying the same old logo, the same old brands when you buy from the good brand. So they've done a refresh on several of their biggest brands, my favorite of which being... If you go to Homefield Apparel and you sign up and decide to uh, to get updates from them, an email would have landed in your inbox this week letting you know that the following have all been refreshed. Uh, we have new designs from the Tulane Green Wave, including a beautiful Roll Wave logo on a light blue hoodie, which uh, I'm afraid I'm going to have to buy, even though I don't. Even though it's not really in the budget, I'm going to go ahead and get it. It's beautiful. They also refreshed Mississippi State. If you are a Hail State, Moss Cowbell kind of person, they put my favorite logo on, which is the baseball logo. It's a bulldog with a bat swinging wildly with his tongue out of his mouth. And if that doesn't say Mississippi, then, then what does? Um, we've got a beautiful SMU get, the Kick'em Stangs logo. And... I know you've been waiting for this one. Western Kentucky, they did a refresh on Western Kentucky that features a dunking big 
red. That's right. He may be amorphous. He may have an unclear skeletal structure. He may defy the law of laws of physics as we know it, but Big Red, Big Red can dunk. It's true. <laughs> now it's canon. Yeah, that's it's it's absolutely gorgeous. Also, man, Auburn got some stuff. Yeah, just just everything we need. Jason, hit him with the promo code. <laughs> promo code fullcast at homefieldapparel.com will accrue you some percentage. 20%? We haven't done this in a long time. Ryan usually does this one. I don't know. Type it in and see what number comes out. Who knows? It'll be more than <laughs> like 10, I'm pretty sure. <clears throat> it's not quite 50. I know that much. So yeah. Also, if, if, you your luck. if you haven't seen if you haven't seen Northern Kentucky, which if you didn't know there was a Northern Kentucky University, there is. Uh, Northern Kentucky also got a refresh. Northern Kentucky's logo is basically Pete's Dragon. If you haven't seen it, he's, he's, he's like actually kind of a big sexy dragon. Yeah, with a helmet because they are the Norse. So like this is like, is that your Megander, however you say it, the world snake? Is that what that is? Yeah, that's your Megander. The, your, this is Yerman Gerner. You know which one? You know? Yeah, yeah. No, I, I got you. Yeah, Yerman the guy who kills Wait. Thor. Spoilers. Yeah, which is the guy, by the way, that uh, when when I think of. When I think of Northern Kentucky, first thing I think of, Viking dragons. Yeah, the end of the world is what I think of when I think of Northern Kentucky. <laughs> I do think of Ragnarok if driving through Kentucky. <laughs> yeah, that's, <laughs> that is true because I'm laughing, but often at the darkest parts. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, all available at homefieldapparel.com. The good brand, which you should also follow on Twitter because, again, very few brands are good. Homefield Apparel and the good people who, by the way uh, – Right now, Connor's mad at me because I did say that why would I fly to Indianapolis? No, I'm going to drive to Bloomington. That's what I'm going to do. The most civilized of cities. I'm not going through Indianapolis. Why? Well, I cover college football. Why would I go to Indianapolis? It's nonsense. It's not like Michigan's going to be there. Yeah, please. Please. I, I Listen, I go, I go where I'm paid to go. All right? If Michigan's not there, then probably not getting paid. Who needs it? Yeah, agreed. See, <sighs> Michael Serber, I wanted to start with you on the karaoke draft. Mm. If we are, uh, if we're going to go ahead, um, you can make your first pick. It can be offense or defense. Okay, we have. I'm, I'm kind of going to go three on each side um, on this one. Um, what's your first move if we are playing a karaoke draft? How are you picking? Explain yourself. I guess I'm going pass rusher here, so I'm going straight for defense off the top. And okay. I, I don't think <laughs> that's a bad pun. I don't think anyone I don't think anyone can do the Miley Cyrus party in the USA thing and not look like pretty foolish by the end of it. It's it's got, it's a super awkward song and trying to do it in karaoke seems even more awkward. And I think that... you would just look really really bad doing that one. So that's my number one pick. Hmm. Is that a song that runs out of party too quickly? Mm -hmm. Like it comes on and people laugh and they go funny, but then you actually have to sit there and sing what is a very long chorus. Yeah, it's right? like and and the, yeah, you, you you're into it for a minute, but it is four minutes long. Also, the I feel like the the yeah 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 you know that noise it happens a lot of times. You know, if you do it once, it's like oh that was pretty close, but like no, you you're gonna have to do it again and again and again. Yeah, because it comes around a lot. That's what you don't want, is you don't really want to have to, like, 
come around because this is the especially if you're solo because if you're up there with a bunch of people singing it then you're not really singing it yourself but if it's just you up there carrying it it's, it's gonna be hard man it's gonna be real real hard to carry it um so yeah that's a powerful move i like it because it's considered it's well thought you got through it and you realized that by the end you're going to be very awkward jason who are you going to select um Hang on, I'm going to dial it up real quick. I, too, am going with defense. I am stalling while it loads, okay? So, the song Chandelier. We know this one? Uh, <laughs> I see you! <laughs> yeah, but a specific version of it. Oh, no! Yeah. You got to sing along with Toad. Hang on. Let Toad really wind it up. Skip ahead. Here we go. Yeah. Here we go. Hmm. We can just post this. We won't get sued. It's already online. Yeah, no, no. That's how the internet works. It'd be fine. Yeah, that's a good pick. I think that's a good pick either way. Turns out I took Ryan Leaf. Oh, yeah, I, missed, yeah. I missed the whole entire point of it. Wow. Anyway, it's online, so. Yeah, I think that would be hard either way because... If you do the Toad version, it's going to be real bad. I think it's harder if you try to sing the original. I don't know. If you feel like you sing the original, you can just like you kind of do it quietly. But if you have to go for the Toad version, you might die. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to pick offense. And I'm going to pick what I think is my most cynical pick. Pure cynicism. Because I'm going to assume that this is an, off, this is an audience of basic white people. Okay, just playing numbers here. Okay, <laughs> some pretty basic ass white people, and I need a song that's going to get the entire audience on my side. I don't need to take any risks. I don't need to take a project. I don't need to take a volatile talent. I need to take a left tackle. Do you know what the left tackle of karaoke is for basic white people? There's I'm gonna a pick lot of options Car there. I'm sweet gonna Car pick sweet, sweet Caroline. <laughs> okay. Now, it's to be clear, you've picked a guard. I, pick, I picked a guard. <laughs> I can't go wrong taking a guard from Iowa. <laughs> That's what I just did. Because <laughs> this, 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 this damnable country is full of some basic, extremely borderline fascist white people. And if I want them on my side, do you know what song I need to put on? Sweet Caroline. That's what I need to do. Bah, bah, bah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. a, uh, I think it, the average person is grading our first round. <laughs> they have Spencer with an A no, plus. In the draft so, I'm so far, I'm so far ahead at this point. They're like, I love that song. That's great. This guy, that on. this, this guy gets real music. <laughs> oh, I have the NFL scout community on my side here. They're like, this guy gets it. The first one of a us, gritty player. The first one of us to pick a Springsteen <laughs> song has like, <laughs> that's when the NFL writer community is on board. 
Oh, yeah. No. Now, I want to be clear. This is killing me inside because I despise the song. I mean, you're, this is Nick Saban scoring points. That's what you're doing. This, I'm, listen, I am evolving and I am choosing the thing that I despise in order to survive and thrive. Okay. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to pick on offense. And, and boy, is it offensive to me. But I'm going to go ahead and pick Sweet Caroline. It's done. Um, are we going snake whew, style? Are you next? Round, yeah, we're we're just gonna we're gonna go back. No, we're gonna go back around. We'll go back around the whole the whole way just because. Okay. How else am I gonna keep track of all this? Um, and we'll go to server. Server, can you though take note? I have to go plug in before this thing. Um, I thought I had two hours. The computer now says I have fourteen minutes. So let me go plug in. I was gonna pick Bruce Springsteen, but now I feel like I'm just piggybacking. Oh, <laughs> just do it. Yeah, I, yeah. I think I'm gonna do it just because it's always a win. Uh, yeah. Every time I've done it, anyway. This, so I'm going with personal experience. Yeah, I don't know which to choose. I have one here, but I'm 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 rethinking it now. What's on the What's on What's on the list? I don't have Bruce on my big board, so I'm not I'm not uh, looking to swipe your swipe any picks here. I have I'm on fire on the big board. I think it's a great choice. Yeah, I do too. For offense, because that, that's where I'm going with it. I mean, I guess both, really. It, <laughs> <laughs> He's a two-way think, player. I Am I drafting great, Deion Sanders? <laughs> I think it's a really great defense if it's like, that guy's kind of creepy. Mm. I'm going to make him sing this song. Yeah. And he'll creep everyone out and no one will like him. Yeah. But if he's already creepy, what's the point of, you know, you don't even mm. really have to try that hard. When Toad, when Toad hits that, I'm going to fly. Yeah, when Toad sings "Let It I... Go," yeah, <laughs> I think um, I don't know if you. I think Server is considering taking "I'm on Fire." Do we have? Is the pick in? The pick in Server is the pick in. I guess I'm taking "I'm on Fire," but I'm not really sure if it's offense or defense because I think Springsteen's could you, could always, you, always a we, win. Can we do both? Like, if if Server picks this as both, could he also pick one later on as both, and thus have two songs each doing half? I'm prepared to make that work. Is he a two-way player? Or are you just are you just drafting an athlete? Is that what this is? Yeah, like <laughs> Deion Sanders immediately came to mind. I'm going to go ahead and allow it. If you want to do, if you want to do this as a a two-way player, yeah. All right, so server, I think you might. I mean, you know, just make the salary cap math work. <laughs> That's on you. Okay, got it. Pick is okay. in. Okay. Um, I am next, and like, okay, this is this one is strictly mechanical. I'm um, going defense again. This is literally um, if I have an enemy and they have to perform a song correctly, or like I have defeated them. I mean, okay, uh, Eminem, Godzilla, because like, listen to this bullshit. What the fuck? No one needs to do this. I'm gonna make my enemy do it, and they're gonna look stupid. So, that's it. That's my pick. Very strong, mm. very very strong. I'm gonna. Wait, go, wait, 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 wait. Uh, I'm gonna go my first de- my first pick on defense here, um, which is really appalling, but I'm gonna go ahead and do it. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and pick "Smooth" by Carlos Santana featuring Rob Thomas. Which you go? Oh man, isn't that a isn't that a hit? No, you actually have to sing it. And you're going to feel really bad about yourself the whole time. When you come on and as Rob Thomas, you go, oh, it's a hot one. <laughs> yeah. You're going to want to die inside. 
Why? Because uh, I've sung this at karaoke. It feels so much worse <laughs> than you think it's going to feel. The sneaky huh. thing here is the amount of just guitar that's going on in it, right? Because it's uh-huh. also I a Carlos it. Santana song, which like it's just like, all right, so here's two minutes of solos. So what is your stupid ass doing the whole time? Figuring yeah. out what to do with your hands. Yeah, air, guitar. air guitar. Just yep. air guitar. Yep. People Bad love yeah. to watch it. <laughs> that's true. It's one thing people love to watch when they're drinking and yelling. And it's they love to watch somebody pretend to play guitar. And try to sing just, like Rob Thomas, who... Singing like Rob Thomas is embarrassing, too. You have to be like, let's go forget about it. But yeah. It's, it's so sick. I feel like that is a something in your favor because then it's like, oh, no, I wasn't singing bad. I was trying to impersonate that guy who goes, wow, you know? Yeah, but he's not funny. He's not weird enough to be funny. Like Rob but it's Thomas something is to not work banal with. or weird enough, right? Like, you can try it. I think this is a good, like, honestly, it's a good strategic play on your part. To try to make it into something kind of funny and satirical. But Rob Thomas isn't cool enough to be like, <laughs> you can't, he's not cool or weird enough or different enough, right? It's like, yeah, watch me, watch me twirl this vanilla. No, it's not. It's not a person, like, no one knows who Rob Thomas is, but people know the song and the people know the singer of this song has a weird voice that's like, you know, just do that shit. This will work great. Okay, I'm picking them on defense though, because you're gonna sing this, and it's it's gonna go really poorly because you're gonna stand there like a dumbass. It's gonna go great. Right? I'm gonna kill it. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna slam it. I'm gonna take that linebacker and put him in conflict and pat in play action. Watch me. <laughs> Got it. Uh, Sarber, you are up for round three. Uh, I'm kind of gonna go in a similar vein to Jason, which I have one critique on that pick. If someone nails it, like you're fucked. Oh yeah, you know you have, you it, have been owned. Yeah, it's like oh, yeah. you, you get the pick, you think it's a bust, no way it's going to work out. You trade that, you know, that second round pick, and then they become a franchise quarterback. You know, server. You know what I think? Jason's daring somebody to do beat the blitz. Yeah, beat the oh, blitz. Yeah. Right? Yeah, that's all this is. It's daring. <laughs> dude, dude, Spencer's enemy is up there on stage doing air guitar to smooth. <laughs> People are throwing their uh-huh. underwear and clamoring <laughs> yeah, at you. God fucking damn it! This is all my fault. <laughs> this backfired. Yeah. Uh, I'm so I'm gonna go down a similar road. Bob Dylan's Subterranean Homesick Blues. It, like it's almost impossible to get that right and then i'm also banking on like a ton of people not really being super familiar with it mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. it's just a bomb it's like you got x pocky no one cares that you're there <laughs> <laughs> this is the um the super bullshit one that's like parodied and walk hard right uh yeah exactly yeah where yeah, yeah where he's like got the he's take he's like the video is him holding up one word because they can't write the five million lyrics he's like fitting in to the song, and he's like tossing it down. Each no, I will time. say this: I am a Bob, an established Bob Dylan hater, and believe that everybody has been fooled into thinking that he's good for the past sixty years. However, I will say this song kind of goes. So if you nail it, right? Yeah. Even if people don't know what it is. If you nail it, I think it'll be okay. I think you can ride it out because it kind of goes. Yeah, it does, but I just don't think anyone can pull it off. I think eventually it's – there's another song like this, and I don't want to name it to make it easy for people, but you just wind up going, uh, you know, at some point. Yeah. And, and, and then you just look really, really dumb. And that's when everyone just turns away from you, hence X-Pac Eat. <laughs> okay. I think this is a this is a clever move on your part, server. This is good. Uh, Jason. 
I think the bar's been raised. I am going to finish my defensive lineup with. We are venturing into new metal, okay? Uh, don't be alarmed. <laughs> don't be alarmed. Oh, you're, listen. You're in, no, you're, no, you've got into Texas Tech in, quarterback. I'm going to need like three Vicodin, two Xanax. <laughs> yeah, this is We are going UV into territory. a hot topic in the year 2001. It's okay. I know the way around. Let's get right? some sweet gauges. <clears throat> We're not gonna. We're not gonna look at the bullshit. We're not listening to Trapped or Papa Roach or any of that shit. Okay, we're going to the good band. We're going. We're going to the good section. There's several good new metal bands. We're gonna listen to System of a Down, Chop Suey. My enemy has to perform this song. This is the one where, um, it, like, nine different styles of vocals are happening. Um, the, the, yes, the rhythms are all fucked up. Uh, you're 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 kind of yelling at yourself. And then you have to actually sing. You have to actually, actually sing. Um, like soaring, soaring, emotional, passionate singing. And then start barking at yourself and, the, and, and everything just falls apart. Um, it's my, my enemy will, will fail at this, absolutely. Okay. That's, now, if they pull it off. Again, I like your system because you're really daring people to beat the blitz. And you're really daring people to cover one-on-one, right? Because this is high difficulty. And high reward. Dude, if, if they, they pull to... this off, then I have to um, shave my head and contribute my hair to their skinny uh, uh, skinny goatee so that they can look more. <coughs> they are the ranking system of a down. Yeah, I think if somebody nails that they're actually the lead singer of system of a down. That's pretty much right? it. Yeah. And what are the odds of that? I'm gonna I'm gonna go the opposite direction. I want to put players in a position to succeed. I want to give them a system where they can thrive no matter what their talent set is. So I'm gonna give them a song where I'm basically gonna give them a play so good they can't screw it up and that everyone loves so much they can't object to because everyone gets in. This is an eleven man play. Okay, it's not one of these things where I have to rely on one receiver to make one move and make it happen. No, if I get all 11 people doing what they need to do on this song, the whole crowd will sing along and we're going to matriculate our way down the field. And that song is, and I'm going offense here, My Boo by the Ghost Town DJs. Strong. All right. Strong. Multi-generational at this point. Right. Um, You don't have to be able to sing. Right? This is a pass you can make without having a strong arm, so to speak. Nobody has to be able to sing in order to do My Boo by the Ghost Town DJs. All right? Much also, everyone else already knows this play. Because if you start going, I die, I dream of you, mm-hmm. everybody else is going to sing along because nobody else can hit those notes either. So they're just going to wail it out. If your game is strong, you need to call Boo. That's basically our team's motto. And that's why I think this is a great pick on our part. That's really good. Mm. Yeah. Cerber? Uh, I'm going back on offense. This is round four. Round four. Okay. Um, good round to take a running back. I'm going with Proud Mary uh, on offense because that song fucking slaps and everyone loves it. That's true. It is goddamn strong. And I'm confident in my ability to fucking nail it. Nice. We love it. That is good. I feel uh, like so the the strength of this is like you gotta mean it, you gotta holler, right? Like mm-hmm. it's less it's less about hitting each and every distinct note. It's about are you hollering and do people want to holler yeah. with you, right? Yeah, this is I this is Ike and Tina. This isn't CCR. Like we're 
we're working it up here. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So this okay. is this is in other words, this is dangerous methamphetamine, proud Mary, not <laughs> weed, proud Mary. Yes. One version is one version sounds like a dude in a canoe high as shit who's <laughs> gonna be late because he gets lost on the river and comes home at three in the morning. That's the C C R version. And then the Proud Mary version is I've been awake for three days on trucker speed and have to do this show. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. This is gonna be fun. <laughs> yeah. What what is the hollerinist song that one might encounter in a, in a karaoke book? Hollerin. Really, really, just any metal song. I don't care. Any like I'm not doing fucking Judas Priest. I'm not screeching, but like any 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 any. Oh um, no. I got you. Let no. Let the bodies hit the that's floor. That's exactly what I was gonna say. No, we just yeah, said that's no, bad no, new metal. Sort of, no, that's, I knew you were gonna just, say that's a real. We just said that's bad new metal. We're not doing bad new metal. <laughs> you, but you don't. Oh, uh, but that's not bad new metal. That song owns. <laughs> <laughs> WWE <laughs> Vengeance 2001. Come on, it's got Kurt yeah, Angle if, and Stone Cold uh-huh. all over it. If I play, if I play that, just like if I whisper that and play that like symbol hit, do you know what everyone does? Do you know what like forty-five-year-old housewives do at this point? They go, Fly! "Oh my god!" <laughs> everyone not... feels that song. I take it back. I'm singing. I'm singing. Lean on me. We're just. We're just gonna. <laughs> We're punting. We're punting on all that. Forget drafted, all that. Drafted, you I'm drafted not, a punter. That's, I'm not going. A punter. I'm not singing Kid Rock or Corn. We're singing "Lean on Me," and everyone's going to grab a shoulder and lean on somebody. You've you've drafted an eighth grade graduation ceremony. Congratulations. Yeah, yeah, and everyone everyone was happy. Everyone cried a little bit. Let's let's do it. Let's have doing a good cry. On, doing the "Lean on Me" twist mashup. Um. I, by the way, this corn slander will not stand in this house. I think oh corn's awesome. I have no problem <laughs> with corn whatsoever. I have very fond memories of working in a shitty warehouse and listening to a lot of corn. It's great. Okay. Um, I mean, I don't want to judge. It's just the noises that that, yeah, that he makes, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, I am going to go defense for my fourth pick, and I think I have one of the most diabolical possible picks in this draft. I am going to assign my enemy the task of singing Thong Song by Cisco. <laughs> there there are two things that are really, really diabolical about this. The Thong Song is extremely repetitive. There will be nothing interesting that you have to say about thongs, butts, or your passion for either of them by the time this song hits the 45-second mark. Everything in Thong Song is repeated over and over again there is no development there is nothing that does not rely on the second most diabolical part of this which is the innate strength of the singer's voice because cisco for his lack of lyrical versatility the dude can sing his ass off and if you listen to thong song cisco sings it like he is fighting a war for the existence of the human race with his voice like the fate of the world depends on Cisco singing about butts. It, it depends on underwear. him seeing that thong. Yeah. <laughs> ah! <laughs> like, if you listen to it, Cisco has never phoned in a vocal in his life. And in the thong song, he clearly believes that it is a fight between him and God over his right to see that thong. To see God's thong. And to see God's <laughs> He demands it. There's a key. Ch- it has everything you don't want for somebody to try to carry off. It has a key change. It has prolonged screaming. It has high notes. 
it is it is nothing like doing this song is cardio and as we all know the greatest bet that you can make is that somebody will not be able to do cardio as an american they will not be able the key change is a brutal factor i'm glad you you (laughs) mentioned that like imagine like somebody assigns you beyonce love on top and you're like oh this is pretty simple and then it's like oh shit oh shit another key change you know (laughs) oh god (laughs) it keeps going (laughs) no love on top you're like oh what a cute simple pop song yeah try to keep up bitch (laughs) we're changing this thing three times baby (laughs) um it's hard and on the thong song you won't be able by the way you have to maintain the intensity of an in his prime cisco for the entirety of the song do you know who could do that cisco that's it no one else could so i think i've i think to close out round four here i have i've got a winner i don't think you're going to get anybody who's going to be able to get past the, the tight coverage and and the on-field smarts and the skill required to pull off the scheme of the thong song round five cerber I feel like I have a layup here with my final true defensive pick, uh, mm-hmm. Creed with arms wide open. No one <laughs> likes Creed. No one likes Creed. And then you put them on stage and 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 you make them sing a Creed song where they're like the the vocals are really milking it, like they're really going for it, uh, and it's just disaster. And like specifically that song, like d- like mm, dreary yes. Creed, you yeah, know? depressing Creed. Like there is a situation in which if someone puts on higher, it's like, okay, this is kind of hitting part of my brain, right? <laughs> I'm irritated by the way this man sings, sure, but but like literally any other Creed song, <laughs> it's it's just not. You got to be fucking awesome to to, uh, to pull this one off. Yeah, and and you're not, and no one's gonna be awesome enough. To pull this off, unless Scott Stapp himself walks through the door, <laughs> in which case Scott help us all. I don't he know. He might if, not even be able to hold it. Yeah, yeah, I don't know if Scott can. Like, bro, Creed, you got one song. <laughs> Eddie Vedder's just song. like, let me show you how you do this shit. <laughs> it's not going to be that good. If Scott Stapp walks in, everybody's going to be like, oh god, Scott Stapp, <laughs> and oh. everyone leaves. <laughs> <laughs> or or they won't know who he is. <laughs> <They're all laughs> who? Yeah, I think Scott Stat walks in and they're like, "We got ten guys who look just like you." <laughs> yes. <laughs> Are you the owner? Oh God, uh, Jason, that's your round five pick. Um, back on offense, I have won the crowd over with uh, "Lean on Me" after <laughs> after realizing um, the the. Uh, the side of the hot topic that's represented here in this book is is not quite to my liking. So we've got to lean on me. Um, so I'm thinking. So like, we need to we need to wrench out some emotion here. Like you you got to be honest. If if you don't care, then how are they going to care? Um, the song I know that is most likely to make me shed a tear is "Angels of the Silences" by Counting Crows. Do we know this one? Mm-hmm. I love that song. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't one of their biggest hits, but like I think it, I think it hit number one forever ago. Like it's it's. There is not a better song about faith and doubt in God, people, whatever. Um, there is also a hardcore punk band, Stretch Armstrong, covered this song. And, like, you know, now we're yelling, we're doing gang vocals. Um, if I can find a way to get that version played, then I'll do that all day long. But if not, I will attempt Angels of the Silence. This, you know, I'll, I'll just shed a tear, and that'll win the crowd over further. So That's a good one. Um, I'm going to go on offense and I am going to 
it's important that you build your offense on principles that will work no matter who you're working with, right? And what kind of talent you're working with. I think it's also important to note that in karaoke, if you want to win, screw the dudes. Dudes don't care. Dudes, dudes aren't worth a shit. If you want to get the crowd going with you, you need women going with you. You need things that are lady positive. You need things that are um, catchy. And you need things that everybody can sing along to. That's why with my fifth round pick, I'm going to go ahead and dominate the crowd and select Juice by Lizzo. Because, uh, frankly, screw dudes. If you, if you sing Juice, it's a banger. It's a crowd pleaser. Everyone can sing along. It's got a falsetto part because people like to yell at the top of their lungs, right? Um, it's insanely catchy. And um, I'm going to win with it. I'm going to win with it. This is running. I'm running power is basically what I'm doing. Pulling a guard, running with power. That's Juice with Lizzo finishing out my offense. Um, you know, I'm not entirely happy with it. Is that necessarily what I would sing? No, no. But you know what? I'm trying to get the team across the goal line here. And that's why we're going to get Lizzo in. Yeah, the team. The team. Yeah. For the record, by the way, I would totally sing this song at karaoke. Like right now. So I'm kind of lying. Uh, Server, close this out for round six. All right. So I'm taking another two-way selection, which could go poorly. But I'm confident in my abilities. Um, Because I think soliloquies, if you have the right kind of personality, can totally be pulled off in karaoke. Um, And if you don't, it will be super cringy. So my two-way shot is George Jones. He stopped loving her today. Because <laughs> I have fucking nailed that song at karaoke before, 100%. Mm-hmm. But then I've also seen it get really uncomfortable as well with others. Because <laughs> you got to be kind of sad, but not too sad, right? You're right. This is the system quarterback in the final round. That's that's real strong. That's super, super strong. Yeah, I love it. Uh, Jason? Um, so I think if I was actually up, one thing that I would strongly consider is like, okay, what is the easiest rap song? Like, I don't need a melody. Like, if you have an outcast song, fine. I can say the words at the times when they are supposed to be said. Um, but that would sort of, it would, that would be situationally dependent. Who knows what, like, in the club is probably in there. It's gonna. It's not gonna look cool, but I'll say the words at the times when they are supposed to be said. But where I am going with this one, uh, Carly Rae Jepman. It's time to assemble. We're going with Carly Rae. Um, and I, I don't care any song, whatever they got. Uh, it, the one that I think they would have that I think I could actually improve a little bit is "Good Time" because I do not like the dude's verse on there. It's very corny. Kind of ruins the whole song. Um, and I, I I could do it better than him. So. <clears throat> Me, me and Carly Rae will do a better version of Good Time than what was uh, what was already there. And also, I think, so I feel like kind of my strategy here is like, all right, let us emphasize the girl dad brand. It's kind of what I'm working with here. You know, like, I, all right, girl dads in the crowd. We're all in this together. So let's have a good time. I, okay, I think that's a, that's a sneakily strong pick. It's a good six-round pick, right? Um. I'm going to close this out with what I think is going to be our run stopper. Meaning if there's any run that anyone has any motion forward that anyone has in the club at that point, we're going to grind it to a halt. We're going to bring it down. We're going to give you a song that is difficult to sing, morose, long, and frankly, kind of shitty. And 
it does the one thing that you really don't want at karaoke, which is convey to the crowd that you are in deep emotional distress. <laughs> There's no worse <laughs> moment in karaoke than when the person on the stage is obviously going through something and is trying to expose it to a crowd who simply wants to drink beer and hoot and not experience a single feeling in the down direction at any point, right? Um, this moment of unwelcome catharsis will be brought to you by Hello by Adele. Run yeah. stopper. Yeah, wow. we're just we're grinding the whole thing to a halt. You're not getting a yard. We're actually gonna knock you back, okay? We're gonna we're gonna make you punt on life by having somebody go through all four dismal verses of this song. That's my final pick. That's how I'm getting to the Super Bowl carry Hilke, by the way. By making someone sing that. Because after that, the judges are just going to heave heavy objects at them. Like, there's kind of no way to win there. Like, you have to be an incredible singer, and you have to navigate a lot of emotions. How's this? It's dreary and soul-killing when Adele does it. How are you going to do with it? How's that going to go for you? I win. That's a tough one, yeah. Well, we've made (sighs) a fine mess of karaoke here. (laughs) It was so organized to begin with, and we've completely destroyed it. I think we put together one hell of a Browns draft class here. (laughs) Because let's be honest, by the end of it, everyone's just drunk and sweating and really not hitting the notes. (laughs) Booing. Yeah. (laughs) The Browns are a very karaoke franchise because you go, well, it certainly wasn't done by professionals, but I did enjoy myself. (laughs) 